Welcome to Ladies Talking Loops. I'm Chris. And I'm Sim. And we got a really special Christmas show lined up because uh, this is our final show before before Christmas in the new year. Um, and to start off, we're going to just give you some details on our holiday giveaway. Yes, we have a great giveaway to offer one lucky listener. First off, we want to thank our contest partners, Summerfresh, for joining us again this year, and also Damian Cox, who we were honored to have as a guest on our last episode. Our prize this holiday season includes a copy of Damian Cox's new book, A League of Our Own, the story of the NHL's first all-Canadian division, and $50 in Summerfresh coupons to try uh, all of their delicious food products. Summer Fresh products are handcrafted in small batches and made with simple ingredients that can be found in your very own kitchen. Yeah, so to win this great prize, you just need to do three things. First, you need to visit and follow our Instagram account. Uh, the handle's at LTL1917. Second, you need to like our holiday giveaway post. And third, you need to answer a question, which you can find the answer to in our last episode where we interviewed sports journalist and author Damian Cox. The question is, growing up as a kid, who was Damien's favorite hockey player? Put your answer in the comments, and if it's correct, then you will have an entry in the contest. The deadline to enter is December 31st. Yeah, so don't wait too long to enter. It's a great prize. I know I would want to enter it if I could, uh, because certain people out there know I love entering contests. But, mm -hmm. uh, I can't win this one, unfortunately. But um, yeah, so one other exciting bit of news we want to share is that even though our next show isn't until the new year, we do have something big that we're going to announce on December 29th. So be sure to be following us on social media. Again, it's at LTL1917 is our handle and uh, stay tuned for news on that. All right, so let's get into some Leafs stuff here. Uh, we've got a couple of big accomplishments for defenseman Morgan Riley. Uh, he played in his 600th game versus the Lightning on Thursday night, this past Thursday. And he moved into fifth spot in Leafs franchise history for points by a defenseman. So congrats to Morgan Riley. Yes, congrats indeed. And uh, definitely glad that he's going to be a Leaf for a long, long time. So before we get into the show, just a friendly reminder, if you have any questions or comments about the Leafs that you want us to discuss or give your thoughts on, please DM us on social media or email us at ladiestalkinleafs at gmail.com. So we have a great show that includes some Maple Leaf fun for the holiday season. So let's get into it, starting with the good, the bad and the ugly. Then we're going to roll the Ladies Talking Leafs highlight reel, and we will end off with a third period where we're going to have some Maple Leaf Christmas trivia and a special poem from 1984. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. All right, so the good, the bad, the ugly. So my good, it's funny, actually, it seems to be a, it's going to be a defense theme here. But my good is, because uh, we were just talking about Riley in the intro, but my good is TJ Brody, his partner on the D. So um, this guy, it was funny, I read on Twitter, I think it was Steve Dangle. He's like, 
I wouldn't even recognize his voice probably if he were interviewed by anybody. He does, we don't even remember. Like, you don't see the that guy. That is so true. Like, you know, you, rec- you recognize, like, if yeah. I wasn't looking at the TV or not seeing, I could recognize Willie's voice. I could recognize mm-hmm. Austin's voice. But this guy... There's, I don't know. I don't think I would recognize that he was being interviewed yeah, by anybody. He just quietly goes about his business, eh? Yeah. Yeah, that's basically it. And and I guess that's a good thing that you don't notice him very much either on the ice, um, being in that in, in the defense position. But um yeah, I just his time on ice, like it's it, he's it's just so consistent. Like it's around just over 20 minutes every night and he allows Riley to do his thing and get the points and, and, and be more offensive. And he's back there always, um, protect, protecting, uh, the goalie. And, um, yeah, he's, he's just, just dependable. I don't know. And, and he allow and, um, I guess his, yeah, his average ice time was just over 20 minutes, 20.28. And, yeah, he. I don't know. I just don't. That's the thing. It's like you don't know what to say about the guy because, and you kind of feel bad because he doesn't get acknowledged that much. I like because of that, right? So that's why mm-hmm. I chose him as my good because nobody really talks about him, but he's he's definitely an important part uh, of the uh, of the D back there. That's right. So sticking yeah. with our defensive uh, theme, like you said, um, my yeah. good is Timothy Lilligren and. Uh, from what you said there about TJ Brody, I'm kind of thinking that he may be an heir apparent because just from what I've seen, you know, the the kid is still like I, I was just looking up some things on him and he's he's only 22 and he yeah. feels like he's been the, in the organization forever and people are, you know, upset that he hasn't produced or done more so far to this point. But he is only 22 years old. I think he's turning 23 in April, which is still really young. Um, and he is just just solid. And when he plays with Sandine in particular, he kind of allows him to do his thing. And he's just been making some really smart plays. He seems yeah. confident and he's pretty poised. He's played 18 games this year. He has three points and he's a plus two, which I think is pretty dang good for a young defenseman like that. Yeah, for his first time playing consecutive mm. games too. Um yeah. up here in in the NHL, like that's that's really that's impressive and he I find too like when he does play with Sandine or even I guess he's had some time with Christian Rubens because the injury situations coming up, like I find that these Marley defensemen seem to play well together. Yeah. Like as they know each other a little bit. So they they moved uh, him around quite a bit, like uh, last night and like we're recording on the Sunday. So after the Blackhawks game and uh, yeah, and uh, he doesn't really miss a beat, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I'm pretty impressed with him overall, I have to say. Um, and if he could turn out to be a TJ Brody type player, I think that yeah, bodes pretty right. well for the organization. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the bad to the bad. Yeah. Um, So the bad on my side is the five on five play in December. So I got this actually from after last night with Sheldon Keefe's uh, presser after the Chicago game. And um, yeah, he's pretty much uh, right on it. I mean, I I looked up some um, some stats in December and were fourth in goals against giving up 17 goals in six games. But 
we only gave up in November. We only gave up 16 goals in 14 games. Mm -hmm. Like that's a huge difference. So defensively, you can, you can really tell the difference. I mean, we're only halfway through, well, we're only halfway through December now. We've already given up as many goals as we did in November. Mm -hmm on five, five on five anyway. So, um, and the stats I got from natural stat, natural stat trick dot com. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, it's, it's still, uh, I guess like Sheldon Keefe was saying, like it's, he's happy we won the game last night versus, uh, versus Chicago, but it's still, it's like we're out of sync, I guess. And I think that a lot of it has to do with it, with the, uh, with the D Mm-hmm. And um, and the fact with the injuries and we're not like yeah. Sandine, it, it's just there's not, uh, I guess, that cohesion between the defense pairings and that it's just not there. It's not happening right. yet. And I mean, it's kind of expected because of the uh, because of the injuries. But yeah, I just think that five on five lately, mind you, like we only I guess we lost to Tampa. Mm-hmm. It's like our record isn't that bad. And no. And I mean, it's just before it was looking pretty dang easy and now it's looking hard yeah and that's the difference it's the it's the eye test more than than the stats um yeah and i think the eye test usually is the thing that you notice first that the stats will continue to erode and then you'll see you know the the consequences in that you know down the road but for now like just from watching that's what it looks like to me like before things were really clicking and it just looked easy and right now it's it's not looking easy it's looking pretty dang hard so that leads into my bad which is (laughs) which is justin hall who has struggled mightily um this season i think everyone can agree um but I would I think that this the fact that there's new bodies and new people I think there's his confidence is not good right now and it's causing even more mistakes. So and he's just making bad decisions and not doing some some basic things uh yeah. that and then it's leading to goals just because maybe he doesn't trust his partner, he doesn't trust himself. And he's he's just kind of making bad choices, and and it hasn't looked yeah, good over the last couple of games. Yeah, I don't know what's happened to this guy over the for this season. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess he was out in early November for those four or five games where yeah. Dermot replaced him, basically, or Lilligren, mm-hmm. one of them. I, I don't know. There were so many pe- players moving in and out, but he he sat out. Then he came back, and he actually played pretty well for the first few games. Yeah. But now, I guess with injury in that, we don't really have a choice. Um, I, like he I just... He has to play. And I, what I was thinking, actually, was maybe... Austin Matthews needs to yell at him again because that's basically on the <laughs> bench in that. Little. Yeah, remember in the bench yeah. in, in in Chicago uh-huh. that game on the road. He gave him a little like saying like "wake up," basically, right? Like, yeah, because I guess he made a bonehead move or whatever well, it was. I mean, and I I think that he may you know not not be the best at making adjustments. I think the fact that Muzzin started off not strong. Normally, he's used to having that support um, that might have 
given him a bad start too. And he didn't adjust well to that. And then now we've, he's got different partners and he's in and out of the lineup. And maybe there's that, you know, fear in the back of his mind that he could end up back there in the press yeah. box where he spent, I don't know, what was it like something like 71 games or something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, there's, but, and, and that's before he got his his start. So now he yeah. is it's it's one thing to get in and stay in, but it's another thing to keep your position. So there's a lot more uh, competition, inter-team competition for for spots now. Yeah. And I think it's it's a confidence issue. And he just needs to, um, you know, take the bull by the horns and do it himself and not, you know, worry yeah. about having somebody always needing have needing somebody to back him up, I think. So he's just going to have to work through it. But he's going to lose his position if... If if yeah, it's, and then there's like the because the, last night you were mentioning Keith's presser. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed, but he didn't mention too many players by name, but he mentioned yeah. Hall by name, and that's yeah. never a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. There's also this trade spe- speculation too, For right? Sure. That's so in his mind, probably as well, yeah. uh, because his name has come up obviously mm-hmm. with because of that. But yeah. anyways, we can't do that now because we got. We got uh, issues on the D with the mm-hmm. with the injuries, but um, let's go on to the ugly though, because we're gonna talk for my ugly. We're gonna talk about this issue with the refs and the refs play and the and the player safety. And um, with the refs, I just find it's the inconsistency and the mm-hmm. fact that they don't they don't take control of the game like in the situation like that game versus Minnesota and the game versus Winnipeg, mm-hmm. like. They both just let those. They got out of hand, and um, and it. I, I, you just get frustrated by that. And then the player safety, basically, it's to do obviously with Jason Spezza getting getting the six games. And I really don't know what's like how. Like you were mentioning to me last night, like I guess on Monday they were gonna have the the appeal mm-hmm. to to reduce the suspension. Yeah, because I mean, Gary Bettman is the one that has to do that and they just had their um you know gm meetings and stuff like that and so it's not being looked at at all until monday at the earliest yeah so i mean i just thought it was ridiculous for a player that's jason spezza that hasn't had this type of uh yeah he's he's not known as a player all right yeah yeah he's not a dirty player he's had no incidents prior to this one and and he's played 1200 games and yeah and he's getting basically the most um like there was a couple of other comparisons that were out there on on Twitter from like other players that have actually like had uh a history mm-hmm. of of these things and they even got less games let's just say I know. Like three or four so but- I don't think anybody's arguing that it was a suspendable offense because it it was like he yeah. Uh definitely it it was retaliatory most likely and the player was vulnerable so he he should have laid up. It's not easy to do but you know it doesn't matter if you're reckless you should pay the price. However, 6 games seems like an awful lot uh for somebody who's a first-time offender and a league veteran with like a a totally clear record. So Yeah. I yeah. I don't really understand that at all. Yeah, and I think so, they're right to to appeal it. 
uh, whether it oh, works sure. out or not, yeah. it, at least they're making a statement and a point that they disagree. So yeah. Um, yeah. I think and that is ugly? good on them. Yeah. And what's your ugly? Well, my ugly, which we've kind of talked about uh, briefly and fleetingly throughout all of this, is is the in- injuries. Because the yeah. injuries are, are pretty much the reason why these inconsistencies are kind of happening right now, I think. And if anybody wondered uh, how much uh, Mitch Marner means to our team, I think they're figuring that out now. Uh, Things just go much more smoothly and much more easily when he's in the lineup. And the same, I think you you could say for uh, Sandine also. Uh, They are just, both of those guys have a kind of magic, one on offense, one on defense. And I don't discount Marner's defensive uh, play also. Oh, for sure. On Uh, on the PK, he's huge on the PK. 100% on the PK, but even like, you know, five on five, you know, we're talking about five on five play. Uh, with Marner in the lineup, that five-on-five play is is not so bad. And yeah. Um, yeah, so I think, you know, it's good that we're giving some new guys an opportunity. I think that they're going to be uh, good players probably down the road. But we just have to hold on during this time. Um, I heard yeah. today, though, that Marner is going to be put on the more of the long-term LTIR right now. Yeah. Which is yeah, great. Is. Yeah. But yeah. um, anyways, yeah, but I don't they, know. Maybe that's to save a little bit of dollars because we're coming cap. up to Christmas yeah. at this point. So why rush him back? I don't know. But anyway. Yeah. So yeah, yeah no, I, it's it's not the uh, <laughs> greatest situations, but all teams go through it, like they yeah, say. Sure. And you um, do have to weather the storm. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, with Sandine, I mean, to me that, I mean, like, look at that, that Pionk on Winnipeg. He got two games for that, for basically take, yeah. almost taking out his knee. I mean, we... He was very lucky, thankfully, Sandine was, not to be, like, out for the season, basically. Yeah, like, he I doesn't have to have sure. surgery or anything like that. It's good. Yeah, yeah, so that that was good. But, yeah, but on a positive when it comes to injuries, um, it's nice to see Ilya Mikheyev coming back, um, in the near future anyways, and participating in his first full practice with the team earlier this week. And... Um, and Peter Mirazik made his return last night versus the Hawks, and he did pretty well. Uh, a little shaky off the start. I was a little bit worried when he let in that first goal, but uh, then he was dialed in for the rest of the game. So, um, so yeah, so that was a, a positive on that. And I just, um, it's, when Mikheyev comes back, it's going to be interesting with the with the whole cap situation. But we'll get mm-hmm. into that as we go along. Because now we're coming up to the, the trade freeze also. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, nothing not... that can be done right now, anyways. Yeah. Maybe that's why Marner's on the long term injury reserve. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. so, of the timing of it all. Anyways, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll be talking about that, I'm sure, in the, in the weeks to come. <laughs> but uh, for now, we're going to be going to roll the Ladies Talking Leafs highlight reel. But since it's the holiday season and you might be getting, some of our listeners might be getting together with a small group of friends. We stress small group mm-hmm. of friends <laughs> because of our situation with the whole COVID thing. Um, but yeah, it's nice to actually be able to get together with uh, with some friends and family. So this holiday season, Summer Fresh is your holiday entertaining solution. It's the appiest time of year. I kind of like that saying, the mm-hmm. appiest time of year. Um, head to summerfresh.com slash appies uh, for more information. Now let's roll the Ladies Talking Leaves highlight reel. All right. 
Coming in at number three, we have Team Toughness. It was definitely nice to see in games versus Minnesota and against the Jets that we were showing some team toughness and sticking up for our teammates. Simmons, Richie, and Bunting being as pest, being a pest as usual. Uh, definitely that is welcome uh, to, to see yeah. and hopefully is a good omen for the future because I do see some more scrimmages against maybe teams like Winnipeg who, man... They're a dirty team. They are probably one of the dirtiest teams in the league. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so yeah, uh, Simmons, what do you think? Yeah, I like uh, what Simmons did going after, or I think he actually, it was, Fel- I know it was Felino that hit um, yeah. Campbell in front of the net blatantly mm-hmm. and, and yeah, miraculously and didn't get away a with that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which it was just, he just bowled over him, a nice headshot. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but, uh, and Simmons basically, like, next whistle, I think it was, like, he basically wanted to get at him. I don't, I think, oh, actually, no, it was that Stanley guy, because then Paul Maurice put their fighter, I think, I don't know what his mm-hmm. first name is, but the last name is Stanley. But yeah, no, I, I like seeing that. And Richie was getting involved as well. Um, and then Bunting, I don't know, I, I have to pay more attention to him because, to me, he doesn't look like he somehow he's getting under the skin of of it's, other, the opposing it's, players. He doesn't but you don't do much notice physically, it too much. but he does yeah. stuff. He's it's he talks like if you watch his mouth yeah. is always going, and <laughs> I don't know what yeah. he's saying. I have to watch, it. but he's yeah. got to be really smart to come up with some really choice things that get people so mad so fast. So, yeah. uh, yes, it's interesting and, and definitely adds some entertainment too, because, yeah. you know, he's, he's getting under their skin. So that's, that's for a sure. good thing for sure. That, that's yeah, we definitely need a player like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So number two is becoming one of our favorites, actually. It's Andre Kasha. Wow. So he missed a couple of games on the West Coast trip. Uh, he didn't play in the game versus the Sharks and the Ducks, but um, he has a four point, a four game point streak going now, including last night's game versus the Hawks. And his goal celebrations, I just think are great. Like he's just so exuberant. Totally. <laughs> like, I don't know. I love it. Yeah. I think his unbridled enthusiasm is, is part of what gets him into trouble sometimes a little bit uh, injury wise, because he's just, he's enthusiastic in all ways. And sometimes he, he seems to be a little reckless in the, the, the places that he gets himself kind of caught, but Having said that, uh, I just love how he celebrates not just his goals, but but his teammates' goals when he's on the ice. It's like it's great. So oh, yeah. I'm yeah. I I'm really enjoying him as a player. I like that he's getting moved up, and we're getting some looks with him on the top while while Marner's out. Um, and I'm just looking forward to him staying injury free and and keeping this going because it's definitely a joy to watch him out there. Yeah, and one thing that I do want to see happen though, in the both the case of Dick Ritchie and Andre Kasha, mm-hmm. um, the NHL has to update their website because they still have them in Bruins colors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, it's been long enough. I think it's December now. So it's yeah. like, get with you the would program. think that they would, yeah, get with the program. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so All right. Number so one? number one on our highlight reel is the incomparable Austin Matthews. <laughs> so 
he shaved and now he's got this seven game goal streak going, which, uh, which was stopped, unfortunately, in the game versus the Lightning. Uh, but he just makes it look so easy. Uh, his first goal versus the Avalanche, uh, where he was all alone in front of the net in tight and he has these magic pe- hands to lift the puck high up over the goalie. It's really incredible. And he also had a hat trick, which was amazing to see. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's definitely gaining ground on the t- the, the the league leaders uh, for points and goals. So, um, yeah, it's not hard yeah. for him to put it put together multi goal games. So, uh, they better uh, be watching in the rearview mirror because I think he's just rounding into form and he's coming for them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He's only five goals now behind Dreisaitl. I looked mm-hmm. it up. He has 18 goals now. Dreisaitl has 23. And who would have and... thought he had like a 10 goal head start on the guy? I know. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he's but missed I mean, games, right? Obviously, there's ebbs but... and flows throughout the, the whole season. But uh, yeah. and obviously, yeah. he's probably going to have uh, a little bit of uh, a rut that he gets into uh, periodically. But uh, but yeah, it's um, yeah, he's looking like his old self. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's he's, he's yeah he's tied for uh, with JT JT's been doing well too I yeah, was tempted definitely. afterwards like he's he's on a roll as well I was tempted to honorable mention to JT for playing really well now but he's tied right now uh, Austin Matthews and John Tavares with the uh, team lead in points with thirty one mm-hmm. and Willie is right behind them at thirty so you can't say our top three guys no aren't for performing sure. like they're they're right up there yes. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so now we're going to talk about another Leaf player that got a hat trick on December twenty fifth, nineteen seventy one, and we're going to talk about that and other fun Maple Leaf Christmas trivia in the third period. Yeah, so uh, for our third period segment, it's the holiday season, so we dug around to find some interesting Leaf related Christmas cr- trivia questions. And we're going to ask each other a question between me and Syl here and see how we do when it comes to Leafs Christmas trivia. So let's go with question number one. All right. So Harold Ballard was thought of as a Scrooge by many. In 1984, what gift did Harold Ballard give to the players? So let's see if Syl gets this one. A, it's a, a the it's three multiple choice question answers here. So A, a Maple Leaf gold pin, B, airline tickets on American Airlines, or C, nothing. He was a Scrooge, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to say C, but I actually think the answer is B, airline tickets on American Airlines. All right. Uh, you're right. It is the American Airlines tickets. That, I found. It, I actually found that interesting because uh, the players didn't expect it um, at that time because they weren't doing too well, which I'll get into a little bit. But um, yeah, so it was uh, he. He bought them airline tickets because he just he loved his team. Basically, he loved his players. So, aw, isn't that yeah. sweet? Yeah. Okay, so now I have a question for you. So the last player to record a hat trick on Christmas Day in 1971 as a Leaf. Yes, the NHL did used to play on Christmas Day. So the last person to score a hat trick on that day in 1971 was a Leaf. So who was it? Uh, Is it A, Dave Keon, B, 
Ron Ellis, or C, Billy McMillan. It should be Dave Keon, it's I, but it could be Ron Ellis. I'm going to go with A, Dave Keon. Eh. <laughs> the answer actually is C, Billy McMillan. You see, I should have taken that because it's just the unknown name, too. <laughs> but I mean, Dave Keon and Ron Ellis are both obviously well-known Maple Leaf players, legends. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, And Dave Keon obviously was a... He's number one in the uh, top 100 uh, Leaf players of all time. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you think that he'd score a hat trick? But of course well, not. It was Billy just McMillan. Billy, Mc- Billy McMillan is the lucky guy to score on the, the last uh, Christmas Day Leaf game, which wow. was in 1971. Hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and our last trivia question um, here, we're bringing it up to date a little bit, going about What's this now? Five years ago, I guess. Yeah, five oh. years ago in 2016, who was named the best gift giver on the Leafs? So this is Austin Matthews. Just to give some context here, this is Austin Matthews' first season as a Leaf. Mm-hmm. So was it A. Mitch Marner, B. Morgan Riley, or C. JVR? Hmm. 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 That's a toughie. I, I think I'm going to go with A, Mitch Marner, because he's just a friendly, bubbly guy. So I'm going to say that uh, it's him. Are you sure about that? It's my final answer. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. It is B, Morgan Riley. And uh, Okay, that makes sense, too. That was kind of funny, actually, because on that on the video I watched for that question, mm-hmm. they had it was interesting to see the players from back then with JVR and Uncle Leo Komarov, and mm-hmm. um, and Uncle Leo actually said that he was going to buy JVR some vitamins. That was what his <laughs> gift was, and uh, yeah. So anyhow, it was, it was kind of uh, fun to watch back then. Um, what 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 the guys were like again? Just some cool memories, anyways, from around Christmas time. Yeah, and I think that Morgan Riley, he was just a young 22-year-old yeah. back then. So, um, yeah, yeah kind of interesting yeah, he, that he's already kind of a wily vet back then and, and apparently a really good gift giver. So that's really good. All right, so w- go ahead. No, he was uh, he was saying, I also thought it was funny that Austin Matthews had uh, paper plates or something yeah, and, and plastic <laughs> plastic forks and knives and he hopes his parents have corrected that situation (laughs) yeah i think that he can take care of himself pretty well now so i think he's all right yeah so continuing with the christmas theme we are going to take you all the way back to december 1984 yeah a toronto newspaper came up with a short poem that we thought was kind of funny called good cheer at the gardens And it's a variation of a song of the season. And it uh, goes something like this. Take it away, Chris. All right. So I'm not going to sing, but (laughs) this is the way it goes. He knows they can't stop losing. He knows they make mistakes. He knows they've been more bad than good, but he still likes them for goodness sake. (laughs) And of course... When they say he, he's uh, they're referring to Harold Ballard, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of going back to our trivia question on on Harold Ballard. Um, but uh, yeah, the Leafs weren't doing too well at that time in 1984. Their record going into Christmas was five wins, twenty two losses, and five ties. 
games could end in a tie back then. Yes. And um, yeah, the Toronto newspapers were reporting every day that a shakeup was going to happen. Yeah, that 1984-85 season was probably the worst in Leafs franchise history, finishing dead last in the league. But as we know, there is a reward to be uh, getting the first overall draft pick in 1985, which turned out to be Wendell Clark. Yes. Yeah. So that was definitely a good thing. So uh, the way we got this information, I used to collect newspaper clippings um, from games back back in the 80s. And uh, when I and when I was going through them after it was interesting, I was just going through them with loss after loss. and And a lot of them were bad, six to one, seven to two. And it's really unbelievable how we have stuck with this team, mm-hmm. uh, both of us, and it's and a lot of Leafs Nation, obviously, out there. And it's a lot better to be a Leaf fan uh, the last few years than it was in the '80s, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, so now let's get back to talking about our current team and the upcoming schedule. All right. So, as we mentioned off the top of the show, this is our final episode before the new year, and the Leafs are pretty busy over the next three weeks, uh, starting with a trip out west. Uh, in Canada next week, facing Connor McDavid and Zach Hyman in the Oilers, then the Flames and Canucks, and then ending up the in Seattle on the Sunday. Uh, that's a back-to-back with the Canucks. Yeah, and Zach Hyman apparently injured his shoulder yesterday, um, oh. but he might not play. But there, it hasn't been anything official yet. So mm-hmm. hopefully he'll be he'll be good to go though on on Tuesday night mm-hmm. uh, versus when we play them. So yeah, and then the Leafs come back home after that. West Coast swing and um, with the exception of playing Columbus on December 27th, they'll have a few home dates at the end of December going into the new year. And then the two dates that we're most excited for and most fans will be, of course, sure for sure is the return of Freddie Anderson with Carolina on January 3rd. And then hopefully Zach Hyman is good. He makes his return to Scotiabank Arena with the Oilers on January 5th. So so um, probably need to bring some tissues for those two games for the video (laughs) tribute. For sure. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'll also we'll both be watching the Leafs over the holidays and um, Leafs Nation will, too. And I know I'm going to be enjoying some summer fresh hummus and dips while I'm doing that. Summer fresh has a commitment to real food. And an important part of that is no artificial preservatives on their hummus and dips. So it's a healthy solutions that fit into your every day. So. Before we go, we want to wish all of our listeners and social media followers a happy holiday season and all the best for the new year. Don't forget to visit our Instagram account to enter our holiday giveaway contest. As we said before, the deadline to enter is December 31st, 2021. Yeah, and on, until our next show on January 5th, you can stay up to date on everything to do with the Leafs by following us on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Our handle, again, is at LTL1917. And a reminder, don't miss this. We have a special announcement coming on December 29th, so look out for that. And another way to con- connect with us, as always, is at Kofi.com. You can follow us there. And if you choose to, you can also support us and buy us a coffee. Any donation goes towards us uh, producing the show and making it even better for you. And the link to our Kofi page is always on our show notes or in any of our social media profile pages. Yeah, so th- we want to, as always, thank our healthcare workers as uh, things are getting more complicated now with more variants of the virus, Omnicrom, I don't know what else there is, who knows what else is going to happen, but we thank the healthcare workers for everything that they do. 
thank you to our listeners and uh, please follow or subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite app. So stay safe and well, everybody. And we'll be back in 2022 for another great year of Ladies Talking Leafs. Go Leafs, go. Go Leafs, go.